Decorating the White House for Christmas with volunteer Linda Doodle. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Welcome or welcome back to the Millennial Homemakers Podcast. We are so very excited about our guest today and just the topic. This is, I just can't believe that we found someone who actually participated in decorating the White House this year. We were like scouring the internet, like trying to email the White House social secretary, just like looking for anybody that would willing to talk to us when did I first come to you with this idea like September I think it was before it was like right around the application deadline so yeah yeah September yeah so I came to Jackie with this idea and then we were like okay well they're like busy with stuff you know whatever we sent out an email um to the social secretary and you know cold emails to I think the heritage what was it the heritage society yeah the white house historical society um, who told us like flat out, we don't really do anything with the decorations um, except like chronicle it, um, which at least they responded to us. I was really excited about that. Right. And I buy um, ornaments from the Heritage or the White House Historical Society. I mean, mm-hmm. not Heritage, Historical Society. So I figured they were kind of involved, but I guess not. Um. Yeah, I thought they played a bigger role because it is such a historical building that you think that they would be involved in some way but I guess like they said they just chronicle it because it's becoming history yes yes and Linda talks a lot about that um when we get to our interview with her but before we get into all that um Jackie you know how she always comes in with some history knowledge so hit us with a little bit of history of like how long we've been decorating the White House that kind of stuff so Jacqueline and I were talking we always assumed that this is something that's always happened Um, but I think it's like any tradition it evolves and it changes the first time that we know that some of the the White House was decorated was in 1894 and that was President Cleveland they just had a family tree it was the first tree in the White House that used electric um, Christmas lights. They were red, white, and blue lights on the tree. And then um, President Theodore Roosevelt and First Lady Edith Roosevelt in 1903 started hosting a carnival during Christmas season for the local children. Is that what he gave everybody teddy bears? Um... It does say they gave them souvenirs. Okay, because you know, like, that's isn't that where teddy bear comes from? Well, I know that there's, like, he's related with teddy bears in some way, but I'm not sure if he gave them away for Christmas. Or okay, not. I, like, feel like that's, that's it. I feel like that's it. I could see that. That would be a fantastic, like, way for that yeah. to happen. Um, and I also, so. I feel like just in anything, like, with anything we talk about ever-changing traditions is the mm-hmm. consumerism and the commercialized aspect of right. Christmas, which, you know – is a negative but also if we get more christmas spirit is it a positive so it's you know kind of interesting <laughs> it's a fine line yeah it's yeah, like kind of interesting we're walking this very fine line um, but then the christmas decorating the white house christmas decorating that we know it today was really started by first lady jacqueline kennedy she was the first one to pick a theme um, which now it's this great tradition where the first lady chooses a theme every year and then is responsible for executing that theme. And Linda talks more about that because um, I learned a whole lot with her. So I won't give anything away. Yes, the, the interview is great. Um, and going into this, I know that if you are American, people have different feelings about who's in the White House at any given point in time. Mm-hmm. And we just want to encourage you to listen to this episode and appreciate the traditions that go into decorating the white house and the, the master execution of it too. I mean, we have the best of the best working on with whoever's the first lady at the, you know, any given point in time, they work with great event coordinators, interior designers to come up with the theme and to really reflect America. And it is called the people's house for a reason. 
And it just represents American pride and our national treasure, if you will. One thing that Jackie and I were talking about is that the White House Christmas decorations, it's always cool to look at that because, one, they do pick a theme, starting with uh, Jackie O, like Jackie was saying. Which was Nutcracker. Oh, oh, it would be. I love her. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That (laughs) makes me so happy. So it's, you know taking that Christmas spirit, but then also infusing another theme on top of it. So sure, Jacqueline Kennedy did Nutcracker, but she also, I'm sure, had red, white, and blue, had a bald eagle, had roses, had things that are American symbols within Christmas. So this is something that you can do in your own Christmas decor and incorporate something that means something to your family, like Jackie. She uses the Stuart Tartan, which is a very popular Christmas tartan, but she goes out of her way to find that pattern because that's her family's history in England. And I tried to actually, Oh, Scotland. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I guess they eventually, they eventually, I mean, James the sixth became the King of England and Scotland, but yeah. Well, I think of like Mary queen of Scots. She was a steward, right? Yes. Yes. And that's that's supposedly I'm related to her, but I don't have proof. Well, hey, it's always fun. Um, And then Scotland. And then um, going back to my roots, trying to incorporate Swedish things like St. Lucia, um, cranberries, you know, different things that are very traditionally Swedish Christmas decor um, into my Christmas decorations, which aren't easy to find, by the way. Um, Which I love like St. Lucia's Day. Me too. So I'm so sad that that's not more. No, it's so hard to find. I still haven't found. My mom has the cutest St. Lucia doll. And all the ones I find online are like really stupid expensive. And they're like kids dolls. They're not like decor dolls, you know? Yeah. Um, I was about to say, I used to, for the American girl, Kirsten, I used to have her like St. Lucia toy. Yeah. I have no idea where that is. Yeah. I know where Kirsten is, but not her St. Lucia stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved that. So that's something that I try to incorporate into my decor. So it's just, you know, interesting to look at the decorations. Um, after you hear the episode in our podcast group, we will upload um, and Linda will share pictures that she has from this year's decorations. Look at years past. Um, pay attention to the details. Look for the hidden symbols like Linda kind of goes into. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it'll be really, really inspirational and encouraging and just like very fun. So, and this is something that people Absolutely. flock from all over the country. I don't know if international guests like if they have an opportunity to go and visit i know that like for us like we have to go through our senator to Mm -hmm. even or you know someone someone in government in order to even like get on the list to tour the white house especially during Mm -hmm. christmas i think it's like really exclusive so this is something that i know and of course jackie and i like it would be our dream to be able to volunteer for this um, and Linda kind of goes more into like how she was chosen. So I think we should get to the interview. It's great. We hope that you enjoy it. I think this is probably my favorite Christmas episode that we've ever done. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Like seriously, the whole interview, I'm just like, neither of us say very much because we're just so intent. And I like how to wipe my face with jewel because I was just sitting there like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> salivating at the thoughts of all the decor. I don't know. All right. Enjoy the episode. Okay, after some technical difficulties, here we are. Linda, welcome to the show. So let's jump into the interview. Absolutely. So Linda, why did you want to help decorate the White House for Christmas? Well, it goes back actually to a childhood where Christmas and the true spirit of Christmas of giving back to the community came into play. I was born and raised, you know, with those values, and I come from a military family, um, so that is also um, a strong factor in my life. And to be very honest, um, I've been applying on and off for about 22 years. Wow. When I first, well, I'll get to that after, because um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story. You know, this opportunity came, and to me, it's the perfect, you know, combination of serving my country, serving the people's house in the way I know how, Mm -hmm. how to give back to the community through Christmas. 
And our home we grew up was one of those homes that, you know, people would come from far and wide to see um, inside and out. So it just is a natural fit, I think. And I definitely um, revere the spirit of Christmas. That's awesome. Well, sounds so special. Sounds like you're the perfect person for the job. Can you share a little bit about the volunteer application process? And also, how long did it take you for you to learn that you'd been accepted? And then did you have to go through interviews? Give us all the juice. (laughs) (laughs) The big scoop. Um, The big scoop is that um, back in the day, and this is kind of important, that there was no application process um, okay. I used to write to the chief florist and to the social secretary of the first lady, whoever was in office. Please understand mm-hmm. for me, this is not political, meaning mm-hmm. mm-hmm. one side or the other. Um, this is just what I've always, always wanted to do. And so you kind of keep writing and through the years, you know, the application process has changed. Um, this year, as in the past few years, it has been an online application mm-hmm. with an essay. You go through a skills assessment oh, and wow. then you go through, then you get to a security clearance mm-hmm. and then you're still kind of in limbo. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, they do tell you you've made it to the next round, which up until this year I had never cleared to the next round. Okay. Um, and sometimes you would never hear anything, and sometimes you would get a thank you, but no thank you, not this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you pass the security clearance, and then one random day in November – poof, the email comes. Oh, wow. That's later than I thought. (laughs) It's, and it's harder in the sense that the reason why I never made it to the rounds where as more and more people found out, more and more people would apply. Uh So last year, I can only tell you by last year, there were 8,000 applicants. Wow. The number hasn't come out this year, but I can tell you it was more than 8,000 and only 120 were selected by lottery. Oh, wow. So you need the skill set. You need the background. You know, um, Mrs. Trump has really put the priority on um, the skill set and the military aspect of it. Okay. So um, I think... That made it to the made me you know go to the short list, but you're still in a lottery system. Mm-hmm. So people say, you know, how do I do this? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me, oh wow. So and and the essay really is important. Um, and and then you just wait, and then all of a sudden one day, on a random Friday, it appeared. Wow. So and I was in shock. Was it snail mail then or email? Email. Okay. Email. And it kind of, you know, it's more instant gratification that way. However, mm-hmm. you know, there's like nothing tangible either. Right. Yeah. You I guess know? you can print it. <laughs> I, I have, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I probably would too. And I would frame that and make sure. <laughs> so for the skills assessment, was it uh, like a you know short answer or was it send pictures of your work or what was that what was that like um combination of both okay okay you're both so um when they ask you questions um I am not technically a florist but I do have a skill set okay um I've always done special events um coordinating you know, all those sorts of things. And and so I did within the body of the application form it said is there anything else they do ask you if you have a website mm-hmm. of your work you know if you work somewhere you know it's not your own shop or something like that that you can show so I sent along a few pictures of some previous work that's I knew it would be an intense process especially because there are so many 
background checks that I'm sure they have to go through because you are up and personal in the White House and places where a lot of people don't necessarily get to go. But I guess I never thought about the skill set aspect of it. But that really, I think, makes a difference because then it is the people's house, so it does need to be our best foot forward. Um, And so that is putting that priority there. And maybe this is the right time to share that perfection is the word. They will inspect your work to the nano. Mm. Mm. I mean, they are fanatical. And when I say perfection, to the point where the ornaments get washed. Oh, my goodness. Before they go on the tree. <laughs> oh, wow. We're wrapping, wiring, mm-hmm. putting bows, new, everything is um, new. And they get washed. And mm. I thought that was the epitome of perfection. Yeah, for sure. I, was I thought that was so telling. Uh huh. I was wondering too, is like, do you think that for some people who may be exaggerated, do you think that they redo stuff or could you kind of tell like that maybe they, someone would be assigned to a task and then they would put them somewhere else because they, <laughs> they weren't thriving Correct. or something? Okay. Yes. okay. They will pull you. Okay. Yep, they will. Okay. And very graciously. Right. I mean, they will mm-hmm. say, you know, I could really use help over here. Gotcha. Or if they see, I will I will say in the opposite direction, that if they see, you know, that you're shining in one area, okay. um, like there's a lot of paper crafters. I saw all year. the stars. So I saw mm-hmm. the stars, the, um, the roses on the, the tree in the blue room okay. were all made by one designer. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in the green room, book related, was all Mm -hmm. handcrafted. Oh my goodness. That sounds... I'm like drooling. (laughs) I mean, I've always had respect for the White House Christmas decorations and the volunteers that are involved, but that just is a whole... That gives me a whole new level of respect for just how much care and precision goes into every little detail. And I will say, everyone working really was trying their best Mm -hmm. I I mean we were all on the same page you know everyone was so supportive and we laughed and you know helped each other and oh my god can you believe I glued this backwards or (laughs) I mean why can I not get four layers of ribbon to make this beautiful bow you know you know the, the daily struggles if you will just like real life Okay, I can't get my fingers to work today. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just help each other. It is it is camaraderie. Probably many people have not seen in this way. Right. Mm-hmm. No competition. It's not a competition at all. It's all about the end product, um, the end display, and everything being perfect. Oh, I love that. Especially because I'm sure that there are people from all walks of life. And so it really is a glimpse of America at its best, even if that's only for a very short period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. It is the, the longest and the shortest and the most intense four days of your life. Wow. I bet. Yeah, I, I love all your pictures. I mean, it's a 10-hour day, very mm-hmm. easily. Very easily. Wow. But you're running on adrenaline, and it's okay. <laughs> Nobody knows. Absolutely. So knowing that you found out in November, which is definitely later than I um, I would have thought, how much information did you have before you arrived? Did you know anything about the theme or what you would be doing? Or was that kind of left until you got there? Um, the only thing you're told is you're, you're given a dress code. Mm. You're, and let me say, let me back up. This did come at the very end of October. Let me. Okay. Um. So the first thing you do That's is so you, know, late. you want to book your flight, <laughs> that kind of thing, and you're going, oh, mm-hmm. God. <laughs> but it was nice because you didn't have time, too much time to panic either. Mm, you were just right. getting yeah. ready. So what you do get is in the very first email of information is, you know, congratulations, and then another email comes with all your security clearances, and then you get another email that then says, here's what you need to know, the basics. And so that's where you find out the dress code, the hotel. Um, they have uh, 
this particular year was at the Kimpton Monaco, mm-hmm. and they have a block of rooms, and they have transportation provided. Now, mm-hmm. you do not have to stay there. Many people did not. Um, I chose to because I just wanted it that mm-hmm. way for simplicity's sake, and I wanted that whole experience to be in one package, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um I want to stay in the bubble. That's right. What I yeah. It. I want to stay in the in the Christmas bubble. And then you get your attire. It tells you what you can and what you cannot bring, what will be provided, what will not. They provide breakfast and a warm lunch um, every day. Both were delicious. Very you are very, very well attended to. And then the next email comes and it's the itinerary for the day. For each day of your service, of your tenure. So you meet in the, in the lobby, um, to board the bus at 6am. Um, on the first day you arrive earlier, you go to a room and, you know, you get your clearances again. You have to sign many waivers. You have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly we're past that part. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and then you get your credentials, you get your badge, you get an apron, and then you head off to the warehouse, which is in a pretty nondescript location. Mm-hmm. And it's a very secure location actually. Um, and then you are given your assignment once you're there, you are not told anything prior Okay. So when you arrive at the warehouse, you know, you have your one of your first of many meetings and you get the lay of the land, so to speak. Um, You get the rules of being in the warehouse, Um, you know, all the things that you need to know to function. Right. And to function safely. They then tell you the theme. And um, your credentials badge, you're assigned a team, and it's written on that badge. So then you break up into your teams, and then you start in with making the preparations to start your tasks. Okay. So what is the dress code? I'm curious. Business casual. Business casual. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, you want to wear slacks, no Mm -hmm. jeans, Mm -hmm. absolutely no, I don't, you know, they were like, no black jeans, no right. blue jeans, mm-hmm. no leggings. They want a professional environment. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Although yeah. I must say, you know, it is a little awkward because, you know, when I'm creating, I'm not wearing business clothes. Right, <laughs> right, right. Me neither. I'm, you know, especially and, depending on what's involved, I'm usually pretty casual. Exactly. And when you're on the floor, right. you know, mm-hmm. tasks on a cement floor and you're thinking, I dressed up for this, <laughs> but, but it's okay. I mean, Hey, it's out of respect. Yeah. We're just going with right. it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're just going with it. Okay. So what was your assignment? I tried to not look at too much of the stuff. Cause when I first in <laughs> you, I was like, okay, I need to be, I want to, I want to hear it from her. You know, I got to talk okay. to her. I'm going to save it. So I don't know anything. I didn't say a lot okay. on Facebook on purpose, but so I can tell you that the tree of valor is probably mm-hmm. the the tree that I'm most proud to have worked on uh-huh. because that meant an awful lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then there are things like in the East Room, all the red ornaments that you see with the new ribbons attached and mm-hmm. um, pretty much everything there has my hands have touched at some point. Um, and then... We were responsible for the green, blue, and red room. But okay. what happened was from the East Room, I then got deployed down to the Verme Room. Okay. And I must say that is beautiful. If you look at the mantle, I think that's my favorite. Okay. So I will just let you enjoy the mantle and the trees. I did a lot of stringing lights. Okay. And I will tell you that there are millions of lights. Um what people don't realize is what you see, what is being presented is, yes, it's a large portion for the public. Right. But you have to remember that the entire private residence and all the offices, every single room, there's 128 rooms, and every single room has a touch. Oh, wow. Something. Okay. So whether it's 
point set is whether it's paper whites, you know, with a greenery display mm-hmm. or, and you know, those private areas or the non-public areas are tended to by the staff, the White House staff themselves. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Cause I but, bet probably for security reasons. Yeah. That's a whole nother level of right. Absolutely. background check. Yeah, a lot of are, issues. You know where you can and cannot go. Right. But mm-hmm. it's extremely surreal that once you get to the White House and you just have free reign of this whole magical, incredible, historical place, mm-hmm. this museum. It's a living museum. Mm-hmm. And it's it's breathtaking. And it just stops you in your tracks when you first arrive. And and I've never had the luxury or the privilege to go there until now. Um, I just looked at it from outside. I haven't taken a tour. That's something that I would love to do. And at Christmas time. It's a must. must. I honestly can't remember if I've taken a tour. But the last time I was in D.C., I was 13. So even if I did, I don't think I would have respected it the way I would now. It was too close to um, 9-11, Jackie. So we weren't allowed to take tours. when we. Oh, you're right. You were with me. So yes. Yeah, we went in eighth grade. So I will be posting pictures that on... I want to say it was Friday, if I if I remember correctly. Um, someone shared photographs with me of Marine One landing on the South Lawn, uh-huh. picking up um, Mr. and Mrs. Trump to go mm-hmm. over to England. Right. And there are some amazing shots of that that I will share um, on Facebook for everyone, only because it was so up close. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in the green room, in the red room, you're looking right out onto where the helicopter lands. It's very, very majestic. Very majestic. So you've already answered part of this, but is there anything that we did not see in videos and press pictures that, that you are just, you know, blown away by or just stood out to you? The magnitude Mm -hmm. is what stood out to me. The sheer size, the regalness um, and just everyone treating it with such care. When you are in there, the staff treat you like gold. Mm. They are so kind to you and they are so welcoming because this is their work environment. Right. This is their home. And instead of, you know, well, be careful, don't move that, don't touch that, you know, and God forbid, don't tell anyone that Linda sat on couch (laughs) that she wasn't supposed to (laughs) by accident you know there are things the graciousness of everyone there what I just expected maybe you know oh here they come right (laughs) you know and like oh god we've got to deal with them again right and to be very honest it was nothing like that and I was in complete awe and there was a surreal moment where I'm literally sitting on the floor under the John F. Kennedy painting, mm-hmm. portrait, the, the very famous one of him, mm-hmm. very pensive. And I'm like, is this really happening? Yeah. And why am I sitting on the White House floor? <laughs> this is, you know, I mean, why are you doing, get up. And, and it's not, I mean, you're, you're working, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and you just keep looking around and saying, is this real? Mm-hmm. Is this really happening? Yeah, that and, would be it's, it's amazing. Magic. I'm so glad that we got to interview so fresh off of it. Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's good to oh, record all your thoughts. I can still barely keep the thoughts, you know, <laughs> out. And I'm sorry if I am maybe jumping oh, a no, little bit no. around or or anything like that. Um, Not at all. I just wish I would have had like a body cam. Right. You know, right. Um, for sure. And brought everyone with me. Well, this, right. well, you kind of are by being on this episode. So we appreciate <laughs> that. So did you learn about any White House decorating traditions? Like anything that maybe the social secretary does or um, something that all the volunteers get to participate in? I saw that there was a holiday reception or something after I think you were had left by that point but I didn't know about any of that so is there what kind of traditions are there 
Okay. Um, traditions, some things that people don't know. The first lady is completely in charge of everything that happens okay. to the White House at Christmas. So it is her vision, her oversight. She works with an incredible team. Um, Nick Watts heads up HMR um, Productions, and they're the ones that we worked under. Okay. But he... And Mrs. Trump worked together. You know, he gets her ideas and makes them logistically a reality. Right. Um, so then uh, going back to each first lady, they can set rules, if you will, okay. going forward. For example, it was Laura Bush, Mrs. Laura Bush. Mm -hmm. um, she instituted the gingerbread house. Okay. Making. Okay. Okay. And, you know, the first year it was, you know, okay, it was kind of a test drive. And by the end of her tenure, she was like, every year there will be a gingerbread house. <laughs> and every year it's morphed and grown and, you know, mm -hmm. taken on that role. Um, simple things for many, many years. I want to say I heard in the 50-year range, but I could be wrong about that. There is a cranberry tree that was given to one of the first ladies by a dignitary, and she wanted that tradition to continue. So every year in a given room, and it can be in any room, but you will find the cranberry tree. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. That kind of yeah, ties in Thanksgiving. Like that. So, um, there's all those, and they're not really necessarily publicized or, mm -hmm. you know, talked about, but it's a way that the first lady can ensure she kind of leaves her mark, a gracious little mark that says, okay, this will endure in perpetuity. Then getting back to the reception, every first lady, because this is her job, she, no one can see or speak of the decorating process or anything about the theme or anything until number one, she sees it first. Mm -hmm. And it's usually always on Sunday. Okay. Mm -hmm. After the, you know, the holiday weekend. And normally they are away because it's just so much chaos and commotion. Mm -hmm. um, so they come back and it is revealed to her with the, social secretary and the design team she then you know gives her blessing or any amendments they have overnight to rectify mm -hmm. and then it is her task to reveal it to the country mm -hmm. to say here you are merry christmas the people's home so it has always been a tradition that the people who volunteer and actually create it get to see it first and it's her way it's the first lady's way of saying thank you right for all the hard work and again it's your own expense so you right. know they're always very mindful of your contribution mm -hmm. in a very practical you know way time away from family you know people traveling flying in literally from alaska wow. Hawaii, california you know Wow. It's a, um, it's a costly endeavor, mm -hmm. you know, to undertake. Absolutely. So it's a big, it's a huge grand reveal. Um, a very prideful moment for everyone. Mm -hmm. And if I ever have the luxury or the, you know, the privilege to return, I will figure out a way to go back for the reception <laughs> because I realized, you know, now that I've seen everyone's photographs and video, I'm like, Oh boy, I really missed, you know, I missed out on something. Mm -hmm. However, I am beyond blessed and grateful for my time. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that. Right. I would Absolutely. say if anyone, you know, if they get selected and they can only do, you know, the first half as I did, it's okay. You won't be sorry. You won't be disappointed at all. Not at all. And speaking of having the privilege to return, were there any other volunteers or staff members that have been involved in decorating before there? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Um, there was one of the reasons, and I'll go back to my application process, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I didn't get chosen, kind of, I would say, in those middle years of my, mm-hmm. you know, writing to the florist, writing to the social secretary, at first, of course, it was just their staff doing it. Mm-hmm. So that, and then as you know, it started to grow and evolve um, throughout each first lady. There was no turnover, mm. so they would, you know, garner right. a spot, and they wouldn't give it up. They yeah, I want it. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And so for a good while, I want to say at least ten years, that had a lot to do with why. You know, I was never able to get mm-hmm. in, and they they only had a few volunteers as well. You know, back right. in the day, so um, people wouldn't give up their slot. And right. again, over time, and I cannot speak to previous first ladies. I can only speak for Mrs. Trump because this is my year mm-hmm. and what I've experienced from conversations from the previous two years during her tenure, you know, thus far, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's the one that has opened it to not as many volunteers as you can get, but to a manageable, you know, mm-hmm. and really her focus is military family and skill set right. because mm-hmm. she believes that's what is needed. Absolutely. So it's, again, it's just an evolved process. And I'm sure going forward, it will continue mm-hmm. in that way, mm-hmm. depending on what conditions occur, you know, in our world or here on the home front. Right. You know, it's, it's just going to be a moving target, so to speak. Right. Absolutely. So, so did you get to meet the first lady? And then I think you mentioned a little, you know, you obviously touched on, touched on how involved she was in decorating, but any like story, specific stories about things that she went in this year or something? I didn't. Well, because I was not at the reception, I did not get to meet her. Okay. So I she, post, but she I is post a there. Video right. Of her, I will post a video of her welcome speech. Okay. And her thank you speech to everyone because someone shared that with me. So I will share that with you all. You know, her whole focus is on the red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. Red for blood and valor and courage. White for peace and grace. And blue for steadfastness, strength. You know, that's really what she wants. She wants that message of everything that is good and right about our country to be brought forth. Right. Um, so probably every year in her tenure, it will be a form of red, white, and blue, spirit of America, mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. of America, you know, everything mm-hmm. that has to do with us mm-hmm. as Americans. Um, the Green Room, for example, I can tell you she's very family-oriented and very family-focused and driven. And so the Green Room has on the mantle the 12 days of christmas i saw that my mom my mom (laughs) loves the 12 days of christmas that's like she has so many ornaments and all her like Mm -hmm. her tablecloth her you know salad plates everything's 12 days of christmas so that made my heart so happy i love that (laughs) and the theme for that room really is um family night family time mm-hmm. when, you know throughout time i i hope that it will you all will be able to quote find in our displays mm-hmm. you know the antique uh backgammon boards and checkerboards mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know and that's why you'll see cards playing cards and scrabble pieces that you know uh, say her be best campaign and yes, you know those, those kind of things yeah so there's meaning to everything um some hidden you know and some i'm sure just mean something to her and we're not privy to mm-hmm. you know? right yeah yeah oh i love that roses if you see all the roses yes. um and over the mantle yeah the state dining room um that also it's our national flower our national Mm -hmm. symbol um and then you'll see the two bald eagles two golden eagles on top of the trees Uh um 
alongside of those, alongside of the mantle. And that mantle also, think of the Kentucky Derby blanket mm, of roses. Mm-hmm. That mm. So what that says, what that symbolizes. Okay. So there's many, you know, each room has many, many um, nuances to it. Mm-hmm. I know this whole the whole experiences was surreal and I mean once in a lifetime but what were some of the most memorable moments or stories um, from your experience um I think one that really stands out is I was and this is just a personal experience now I can't um right just share this one it was rather embarrassing <laughs> but I a.k.a. Cinderella, lost her shoe in the White House. <laughs> that would be me. That would be you me. You cannot make this up. My shoe actually broke. My shoe broke. I'm climbing the stairs, um, going from the bookseller section up to the Grand Foyer to Cross Hall, and my shoe just like, is falling apart. Oh. And I'm like, what is happening? What you know? You realize you're walking. Something's not right. Your your mm-hmm. foot is like scuffing the floor. And keep in mind, all the floors are covered, so mm-hmm. I didn't really think anything of it at first, until I almost tripped and almost fell into the Secret Service <laughs> SWAT team. Oh, no. I went great. <laughs> you are right and so I start laughing and I said I don't understand what's going on and I looked down at my feet and the whole heel and sole of my shoe was just about gone <sighs> so there goes Linda I said well alright so me 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 I just take my shoes off and I'm walking through the White House in my socks <laughs> and I'm like this is not good so I went and I found a glue gun and I stuck it back on. <laughs> uh, but how many people can no, say that they walked around the White House in their stocking feet? <laughs> I did. I did. Right. I it's, it's... You. I kind of felt, you know, I was like, well, this is all right. Because when I'm home, I take my shoes off. So respectful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, I really literally just walked across just to where, you know, the glue I went, gun um, mm-hmm. to the red room to where the glue guns were, and I said, "Can I just borrow?" <laughs> and, and Nicole, she's looking at me like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> no, only me. <laughs> and we we had a good laugh, and then I just walked back to where I was supposed to be. I went back downstairs to the Vermeer room, you know, returned what I was supposed to, and then I just carried on. <laughs> and then you know. One of the women said, are you all right? I said, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. And she said, do you have other shoes? And I said, well, I had my sneakers because I was leaving from the White House and I had packed a change of clothes to fly home mm-hmm. at the midnight hour. And I said, I'm not mm-hmm. home in, you know, dress clothes. Mm-hmm. And she goes, why don't you go get changed? She said, really, it's okay. She goes, we would prefer you change your shoes. <laughs> head off to the courtroom, you know, by the stateroom, and okay. I did oh, wow. it, and I deposited my broken shoes in the garbage at the White House. <laughs> so that's a memorable story. Yes. But if you're looking for something interesting, um, let's see. I can tell you that people really want, they have it in their head that they want to do certain tasks. Uh And then they kind of get, what do you mean I can't do that? And they're very, very, the leaders are hard and fast that you cannot accelerate through until everything is done for day one and day okay. two and okay. lunchtime and everything's broken down because they need to stay on track time-wise. Right, right. And so one of my friends, bless her heart, she wanted so badly to decorate the garland. And I believe ultimately she did some, but so here we are, we're in the, 
she's going around putting on the lights on the garland and she was happier than a clam and she you know she was like okay good now can i you know can we break open the boxes well we couldn't you have to finish lighting every tree before Mm. you move forward you have to you know back at the warehouse you have to tie every ornament with its one two three or four ribbons with the new wiring and it has to be cleaned and it has to be packaged it doesn't matter everything has a schedule so and were you at the warehouse like in the morning and in the white house in the afternoon or like a warehouse for the first two days white house i could tell we were six teams okay and so on my particular team, I was Team Jingle. Okay, I love that. <laughs> team Jingle. Jingle. It was, let me see, Jingle, Sprinkle, Tinkle, Frosty, Holly, and Barry. Oh, my Those God. Were the team. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, that's cute. And then, um, so my team stayed, we were all at the warehouse on the first day. Okay. Okay. And then the second day, four teams were chosen to go directly to the White House. Mm-hmm. My team was not one of them. However, the four teams that were at the White House, Holly Berry, Sprinkle, and, yeah, Frosty, and they went to the White House, and they had to string lights all day long. Okay. So part of it was, like, you're feeling bummed that you didn't get to go to the White House. But this is where we really got to be creative right see this was the block of i made a couple of red topiaries mm, that okay. are, two are shown in one of the photographs um, How exciting. One on each side of mrs bush her portrait okay. um and then okay. the other ones are in the private court you know mm-hmm. up in the other areas but so this is where you kind of got to be like it's okay i'm, right. I'm doing something creative So it was a balance. It was fun. And because we actually finished our tasks ahead of schedule on Tuesday, um, you know, they kept us there and they treated us to a little snack. And they said, you know, keep working. But you could tell the pace, the tension was like coming down. And mm-hmm. so we headed back to our hotel, you know, five, six o'clock like we were supposed to. But what they announced was then instead of our teams just going over half a day on the Wednesday, we actually were allowed to go the entire day. Oh, okay. And we were so oh. excited. So this, for me personally, this was like the perfect combination. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, But... And I will tell you, it's mandatory. Everyone strings lights. And I will say that is not an easy mm-hmm. task. Um, I don't know if you all know how to string lights appropriately in a florid way. No, definitely not. <laughs> so what you do is you start at the center of the tree at the bottom or the top. I tend to work from the bottom up. It's it's just mm-hmm. everyone's choice Mm -hmm. you know whatever you prefer um but what you do is you start at the center at the trunk and then you take one strand and you wrap it around each branch coming out towards you to the you know the one branch in front of you you do all its arms coming out and you wrap them going back in so every branch the main artery and then all its veining wow this is making yes sense. it's making oh, it yes twice at least twice wow then you go to the next branch you do the same thing i'm gonna make so, my husband listen to this because <laughs> i'm gonna tell him look honey um, you have it easy i've been doing trees this way and it, it really comes from when i was younger I mean, mm-hmm. we've always done our trees this way. And when I look at someone, you know, when I look at a tree, and I mean, I don't really care how people do them. It's their house. It's their way. I mean, I just know how I've always done it. I mean, the way I was taught. So that's just what I do. So it's time consuming. Yes. Wow. It's time consuming. And then getting it so all. that's why when you oh have 100 volunteers on you know wednesday in the white house well we're probably 75 on wednesday and then you know everyone is streaming lights and it's Mm -hmm. you know it it's all hands on deck but 
I mean, and you know, they are so good where, you know, the staff, they have the Christmas carols playing and, you know, Mm. make it enjoyable. They make it fun. Um, I will, a tidbit is that um, Mrs. Trump is very budget conscious. Mm -hmm. She always has been, and she's always looking to be conscientious so many many of the decorations are recycled which a lot of people don't understand don't realize that oh wow and, you know like the ornaments okay right you know, and that's why you're only buying new wire mm-hmm. you know glue guns mm-hmm. you know glue sticks and you're also buying ribbon because of course you want to change it for the theme right. and that sort of thing so that's kind of a you know i mean i was like yeah that i mean we do that, right? Right. You know? Yeah. So um, this year, her priority was that um, to to cut down on electricity, that sort of thing, every light got converted from, um, what do you call that? You know, a standard little... Like to the LED? Oh. He converted them to LEDs. Okay. And there's still the warm white. Yeah, you know? right. But Prettiest. that was one way she wanted to... You know, make things better mm-hmm. going forward. Um, so that's time consuming. Used to be. Now, the because the White House is overseen or, or taken care of by this a curator and staff mm-hmm. all the time. They're the National Park Service because this is a living, breathing museum. Mm-hmm. So they are ever present every time you turn the corner, um, and they're fantastic. Um, but they used to be the ones that had to do the lights. So, of course, that was a big expense. Um, because it's they're on salary. Hours that right. the country is paying for. So, Mrs. Trump, God bless her heart, I think this was brilliant. She was like, well, let's bring in a few more volunteers and let them do it. Yeah. So right. Absolutely. She could open up to more volunteers, right. which was fantastic. But also, it was being you know a wise custodian mm-hmm. of resources right you know yeah um however you know i i went back and i was looking through photographs of previous administrations and when you can tell and if you just go online um you know in public domains and whatnot and you can actually see there's a few photographs where the wires are literally just like sticking out they're just kind of laid on the tree, you know, or they're just poked in there. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, so the fort, the uh, park service, they have been cursing the decorators for the last three years. <sighs> it was prior, they were not, the trees were not lit this way. Okay. So now they have to cut apart the tree. And try to unwind mm. every one of these branches mm-hmm. to save oh, wow. the And it's quite um, a cumbersome task. So, I bet. Yeah. You know, you figure it's wrapped at least twice around. So, you know, if you're going to cut a limb, you have to be very careful. To mm-hmm. break the wires, break the wires. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I have very much renewed respect for <laughs> For what they were going to have to, or what they will have to go through right. in January. Yeah, the whole. Oh process. yes. Yeah. So, anything else about the experience that surprised you? You've already shared some, but anything um, that you weren't expecting? Hmm. <laughs> well, I, I will honestly say I wasn't expecting the ornaments to get lost. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know that really does. That really took me by surprise. I'm like, wow, and I, um, you know, I am one that. Dust some, you know, dust my ornaments before I put them, or you know, mm-hmm. I wash my village houses every, you know, year before right. I put mm-hmm. them up that. But, but it just never. I was thinking on that scale, right? You know, who does that? But they do, they do, and and they. I think what was surprising was the level of respect for our skill set and what we bring mm-hmm. to the table. I love that. Was yeah. Definitely um, appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Nip, the head designer, and his two immediate staff, Mary and Emily. You know, they would walk around. They were accessible 
mm-hmm. and our team leaders. You know, we each had our own uh, team leaders, and everyone was just, I, I can't even describe it. You know, the, the amount of respect that they gave you and you in turn you know, to them. And they Mm -hmm. said, you know, we can't do this without you. And I think, you know, Mandy, my team leader, she was like, I don't want to do this alone anymore. She's Mm -hmm. been doing this for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, once we got the hang of it, you know, having all kinds of people, once they got Mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, it's kind of like herding cats when you think about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And once we got our kind of technique down our systems in place she goes I thoroughly enjoy it now she says it's more enjoyable than when we did it just the core little group of people Mm -hmm. so yeah I think those friendships that we've made now and just uh the whole experience was just mind-blowing Sounds like and it. I know I, I, I'm out of words. I truly. You're doing a great <laughs> job. I'm out of words to describe it. Um, I'm just, Jackie and I are just sitting here with our little, our hands under our chin. She's like, yes. We love it. I will post more photographs. I was waiting actually till after this interview to do another round of photographs. Oh, good. Oh, and thank you. It will show more of the up close. Mm-hmm. Um, items you know the details and the stars that were hanging from the ceiling um you know many many more details Mm -hmm. that i think people will you know you've seen the first layer now let's get further right Right. get further into it but so i hope everyone enjoys those i truly and i will anyone asks any questions i will answer okay um okay i'm happy to answer anyone's questions oh fantastic thank you and just one last question before we let you go um now that you've seen you know the whole reveal everything put together what is your favorite part of this year's theme the tree of valor Mm -hmm. the tree of valor because is that the gold star is that the gold star yes it is okay 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 it is it's gold star in all military who have served who veterans but okay. there are stars on there that represent um, the gold stars that you see are for the deceased veterans. Right. Um, right. And so I, you know, I have a little prediction in a way that I kind of think um, next year I'm anticipating maybe it'll be more the family service component will be highlighted. Okay. That's just my guess. But and <laughs> I say that is because you heard it here Trump, first. <laughs> I could be all wet, mind you. Um, but because uh, President Trump made the entire month military families month, not just Veterans Day on the 11th, right, right. we love and live for them um Mm -hmm. but i have a feeling i just it's it's one thing that kind of stuck with me Mm -hmm. that i said i wonder you know if going for maybe not next year but i have a feeling the familial supportive aspect of you know our troops and our country um will be maybe highlighted in a you know, a couple of different ways, or maybe that will be part of the theme, you know, mm-hmm. in a more prominent way. I'm not sure, but I have a feeling, um, by the way, you know, just everything was about family and military family. Mm-hmm. I worked alongside a woman who, you know, her husband is still active duty. Um, she did this last year. He was deployed. Um, he now is back. Um, they do live in Virginia and he works at the Pentagon. He's still active, you know, Right. and mm-hmm. you know, you're working alongside people that are really, really sacrificing mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. for this country. Absolutely. So I, that's just what my gut says, but, and I hope I'm right. I love, you know, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for sharing. Oh, it was my and pleasure. Everything. And it was my honor to tell you the truth. It really was. Uh, well, we love it. I know our listeners are going to love it, and I'll be sure to share. Um, we have a Facebook group, and I'll share, reshare some of your posts, um, mm-hmm. everything like that. Thank and, you. And please, if you would include me in the Facebook group, yes, I'd love to come absolutely. Add you girls. Yes, I will add you in there. Um, absolutely. We so appreciate it, Linda. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you for bearing with all the technical difficulties at the beginning. Oh, please. <laughs> it's for the good. That was nothing. Thank you there so were much, things Linda. to worry over. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Linda. Yes. And you have a great You're night. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Thank you. Well, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that. And as always, if you're not part of our Facebook group, we invite you to join us the Millennial Homemakers. And we'll be sure to share pictures and Linda will share pictures of her experience and some close-ups of the decor. And you can follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Homemakers. You can find Jacqueline at Jacqueline Humble. And you can find me at JBAlexander16. And we wish you a Merry Christmas. Okay. Okay. Bye.